all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. The medical information presented on Southern Remedy is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and should not be used for any diagnostic or treatment information. The information conveyed does not create any kind of patient-physician relationship. Please consult your health care provider before making any decisions about your specific medical condition. Hi, I'm Ryder Taff, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives, a fee-only financial advisory and co-host of Money Talks. Each week, we take your personal finance questions and tell you about a money topic we hope you find helpful. Money Talks can be heard Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts can be found on our website, money.mpbonline.org, or on your smart devices podcasting platform. This is Southern Remedy Kids and Teens on MPB Think Radio. I'm Dr. Morgan McLeod, Assistant Professor of Pediatrics and Internal Medicine at UMMC. We all know the dangers of cigarettes, and vaping is now becoming a more and more popular trend. And so today we're going to be talking about some of the complications that we see uh, with cigarette smoking and with vaping and how it's affecting some of our youth. And we're going to talk some about lung disease processes as well. If you have any questions or comments, we would love to hear from you this morning. You can always send us an email to kids at mpbonline.org. Um, so to start it off, I was going to read a few of these statistics about vaping in particular uh, because this is becoming such a trend. Uh, we see it all the way. I mean, I see a ton of it in my middle school patients uh, that it tends to be a bigger trend to me, I feel like, in middle school, um, at least for trying it. And then it usually sticks around and a lot of our high school kids are doing it. And then it continues into college and young adults that are doing it as well. Um, and, you know, we know a lot about cigarettes. I feel like over the years we've had so many, we've heard all the bad things that can happen with cigarettes to your body. And so a lot of people are kind of hesitant to smoke cigarettes. However, they have now picked up this habit of vaping. And so we're going to talk a little bit about, is vaping okay? Um, Is it better than cigarettes? And a lot of it, we don't know everything yet because vaping is still relatively new. Um, And if you think about when cigarettes were still new, I mean, doctors used to prescribe cigarettes to people, which is kind of crazy to think about now. So we didn't know all the things we know about cigarettes now when they first came around. It's kind of the same thing with vaping. So we're still learning, but there are a few things in particular with regards to our kids and teens that makes us concerned about vaping and why I wanted to talk about it today. Um, So like I said, just anecdotally, I see more and more vaping use in my patients that I see in clinic um, and just out in the general public now. Uh, But a study from the U.S. FDA and from the CDC estimated that more than 2 million U.S. middle and high school students are currently using e-cigarettes. That was uh, from 2021 data. So 
that ends up being about 8 out of 10 youth have at least tried it and are using it fairly regularly, which is really crazy to think about. Um, They are definitely, the e-cigarettes are the most commonly used tobacco product among middle school and high school students, and it averages out to be about 1 in 5 high school students and 1 in 10 middle school students, excuse me, who use them about every day. 1 in 5 high school students and 1 in 10 middle school students. Um, That's a lot. That's a lot out there that are doing that. And like I said, we know... The dangers of cigarettes and they're not picking them up as much um, but the vaping can potentially lead to cigarette use and we're going to talk a little bit about that in a minute but that's one of the concerns with the vaping is when you have this many kids that are picking it up are they eventually going to start using cigarettes as well um, with regards to cigarettes we don't I don't have specific numbers about what they how many are actually smoking cigarettes but one of the things predicted, uh, I got this from the CDC's website, is that if if people continue to smoke cigarettes at the rate they are, particularly among our youth, it said 5.6 million of today's Americans younger than 18 will die early from a smoking-related illness. Um, so that's about one in every 13 Americans if we continue at this rate that we are between the vaping and the tobacco use for our kids. And the other thing... Um, why I feel so strongly about this is because if we can intervene before they become adults, then hopefully we can prevent these this from happening. Because if you talk to cigarette smokers um, who are adults, if you ask them when they smoke their first cigarette, 9 out of 10 adults are going to say they started smoking before 18. 9 out of 10 current smokers started smoking before they were 18 years old. So that right there tells you if we can intervene with our teenagers and our youth, hopefully we can prevent this habit from developing as you get older. Um, My parents did not smoke, uh, but my grandparents, three out of four of my grandparents were smokers, um, two of which died from lung cancer. Um, Two of the three that smoked died from lung cancer. So my parents um, were had grown up with it so they were pretty averse to it and kind of beat that in our heads when it came to smoking cigarettes none of us ever even wanted to try it because we had seen what happened to our grandparents but if you talk to my grandparents you know my grandfather he wanted to quit he didn't quit until he had lung cancer Um, but he wanted to quit but it is a hard habit to quit Um, so if you get to be his age which he was 70 when he died it's hard to go back if you've been smoking since you were 15 and 16 years old and to stop especially you know we've got a lot of medications out there that can be very helpful but even with the medicines some people have a really hard time and so all of that being said the key is to intervene before we get to that point Uh, because once we get to that point it's it's really hard to stop Um, Because I know watching my grandparents and how much my grandfather wanted to quit, it just, he couldn't do it uh, because it's just such a hard thing to do. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Sorry for all the numbers, but I just feel like when you hear those numbers and you start to process those numbers, it just kind of hits home. I mean, one out of five high school students and one out of 10 middle school students are using e-cigarettes every day. Like that could be your child, your grandchild out there. So how can we prevent this from happening?
let's get into like what is an e-cigarette because honestly I didn't know much about them you know five or six years ago um, when they were kind of coming around I think they said that it's been the the biggest uh, tobacco most frequently used tobacco product for for teenagers since 2014 Um, so for about eight years I mean it's been around for a while but I honestly didn't know much about them and when I first saw them, I mean, if you're listening out there and you've seen them before, they can be really tricky looking uh, because they can look like um, like a little key fob. They can look kind of, they're so tiny. They can even look like a little um, jump drive and kids can carry them around and hide them in their pockets really easily and nobody would ever know that they were there because they're just so tiny. And they also don't make a lot of smoke and they don't have a lot of smell to them. So as opposed to like cigarettes, uh, you know, back in the day when we people could smoke in restaurants or inside buildings, um, you know, you you couldn't really hide it uh, because you saw the big cloud of smoke that came out. You smelled it as opposed to these vapes. Uh, not only are they small, but they don't produce a lot of smoke when you watch people blow them out. Some, for sure, because you can definitely see it happening. Uh, but to me, not as much as the cigarettes did. And you don't smell them like you used to smell cigarettes. Like you could smell, you used to could walk in a restaurant and you know which side was the smoking side because you couldn't really hide that smell, as opposed to these e-cigarettes. So there's lots of things about them that can make them tricky and make them really easy to hide from parents. And that's what's scary because they can hide them from their parents. Um, You can hide them from your teachers. I know my mom teaches middle school and um, she talks about how they have found several vapes in kids backpacks and things like that that they hide because I mean it's so easy to be done. Um, I still remember a few years ago watching the Today Show and they did a whole segment where the teacher had to like walk through and they had placed some um, some e-cigarette devices, vaping devices throughout the classroom with the kids. And the teacher had to like walk through the classroom and see if she could spot them. And like, she barely found any, I think found one or two, but there were multiple in there. Um, So just know that it is very easy to hide and they're not very, you know, it's not, it's kind of easy. You're not broadcasting them like you do with cigarettes like they used to. So Um, we've got a caller. So we will go to Andrew, who is in Meridian. Good morning, Andrew. Hey, good morning. Um, I also want to ask a question. Um, like, you know, the THC, smoking THC now is like a big thing. Is that as bad for people's lungs as cigarettes? So you remember, and we were going to talk about this some, but you remember a few years ago, it was like in 2019, right before the pandemic hit, there were lots of the hospitalizations that they were related to vaping. I don't know if you remember that. Ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Most of those injuries, the common link that they found was uh, THC. So um, I don't know if it has to do something with delivery, but, you know, the way that it's delivered with the vaping product as opposed to um, because, you know, medical marijuana just got approved. So that's all about to start here. So I don't know if it's something to do with the way it's delivered specifically in the vapes versus uh, medical marijuana. I guess we'll see. Time will tell. Um, But... do you know if medical marijuana how that will be like is that we appeal like an appeal or so I think it depends um, okay. I think a lot of them are going to be like the chewy and the gummies okay. 
Um, I think that's majority of what people do. Um, I mean, I'm sure there are going to be some availability for smoking, but I think majority are going to be in like um, the gummies and the edibles. That's typically what I think about. Okay. And we also have... We also have some prescription medications now um, that we'll use sometimes in cancer patients to help stimulate their appetite that's based off THC, and it's in a pill form, um, and people take that. But a lot of those vaping injuries, lung injuries that happened a few years ago, pretty much the main connecting factor was the THC. So I think there's probably something to it, smoking the THC, but we don't know all the details yet about that. Uh, But hopefully that answered your question, and thank you for calling, Andrew. I talked about some different statistics that we see and how vaping is becoming more and more popular. And then that the reason it's so concerning is because we know that there is a potentially a connection for our kids who vape to start smoking cigarettes. And we know that if you are a smoker as an adult, if you talk to them, nine out of 10 will say their first cigarette um, was before the age of 18. So if we can intervene now in our youth and our teenagers, then hopefully we can prevent some of the complications that we see in our adult patients um, as related to cigarettes and tobacco use. So um, we also talked about how vapes can be tricky because they can be very tiny. They can look like a little flash drive or a pen, uh, maybe even a key fob. They're tiny, tiny, easy to hide. Um, Don't make much of a scene as and they don't have a lot of smoke um, they don't have a lot of smells that go with them and so there's just easier for our kids to use them and hide them as opposed to a cigarette which is kind of hard to hide um, you know that's all we had back in the day um, and so it's pretty easy to catch your kids smoking as now um, the vaping is completely different it's a game changer so what happens with the vape like what is what is happening Um, So essentially what they do is there's like a little, a liquid form that they call e-juice or, um, but it's just the liquid that they put in there. And so the cigarette produces an aerosol by heating that liquid. The thing is in that liquid is where the problem is. So that's where the chemicals are or the potential chemicals are. Um, But that's where the nicotine is. That's where the flavoring is. But in the liquid, that's where the nicotine is, the flavors, the chemicals that help make that aerosol. But that's what also causes the potential long-term effects, the things that we're worried about. So that aerosol is not necessarily harmless either. Um, A lot of people just say, oh, it's just like a water vapor. But really, all the things that are in that liquid can cause potential harm. Um, So again, there's nicotine. Uh, which is the biggest thing that we get concerned about because we know how um, addictive nicotine can be. And then we're going to talk a little bit, too, about the effects of nicotine on our teenagers' brains uh, because it can have a big effect on our teenagers' brains. But that addiction potential is one of the biggest things that we worry about. And then there's the the little particles that can be inhaled um, from the liquid. Anything going into your lungs that's not supposed to be there, that's not oxygen, can potentially be bad. Um, We don't know all the details. Like our first caller had asked about THC, and, yeah, there probably is something to that because all of those lung injuries that happen with vaping, when there seemed to be such a um, a common – it was happening all the time here uh, where all these people were going in with these lung injuries and the common thing was vaping. Well, the thing that they found was a lot of people had THC in that liquid that were having the lung injuries. But just in general – 
anything that's inhaled into your lungs that's not oxygen could potentially cause damage. And so you have to think about that. Some of the flavorings in there have chemicals that could potentially, when they get heated up, are they going to cause any damage? Um, there are definitely some different organic compounds and some cancer-causing chemicals in there as well. And some of them even contain like heavy metals that can att- that could potentially cause problems. So the thing that's concerning is, um, you know, there's all these different shops out there, but nobody, the FDA doesn't regulate this. So uh, just like they don't regulate any supplements. So there's no way to truly know what is in the e-cigarette liquid or the product that you're smoking. And that is what is concerning. Uh, because some of these, there's sh- there's several studies out there, if you look, that say that um, that they do test on the, the formulas that say no nicotine. And they actually test them, and there's definitely nicotine still in there, um, at least partially has some in there. So you have to be really careful, and that's the scary thing is that it's not regulated, So, therefore, really anything can be in there. Um, And a lot of times our kids, because legally you're supposed to be 18 to be able to purchase these, um, but our kids are smart and savvy and they know how to work the Internet. And so they're able to get around some of these rules and these laws that prevent them from buying them, which is even scarier um, because you don't know what they're getting into. Um, So if they're doing research online and finding these online somewhere – um, who knows what's in them? Who knows what's in them? And that can be what's very scary. We're talking today about vaping and cigarettes and all the different things, the potential damages that it can do to your body and to their lungs. Um, so definitely not harmful. I mean, they definitely are harmful. They are not harmless, um, as a lot of people think. And if you talk to the teenagers, they don't really understand because they know it's not a cigarette. And so they think that it's not harmful. Um, but as we mentioned, there's lots of potential damage, uh, potential damage that it can do particular to the, to their lungs. Um, so like I said, the nicotine is one of the biggest concerns. Uh, nicotine is very addictive. Our kids, their brains are still developing. They're still creating these, um, synapses to make them every time they get create a new memory their brains are just firing and creating all these new pathways Um, and if you introduce an addictive substance to them this is like prime time for them to develop an addiction so this is like the worst time you could introduce nicotine is to a teenager and so that is why it's so concerning because the nicotine can make them um, increase that addiction And then they end up where they move on from just vaping to doing cigarettes, uh, to using cigarettes, to then that addiction just continues on into adulthood. And so nicotine is one of the biggest concerns. Um, Not only that is the addiction potential there, but it can potentially harm their brain, honestly. Um, And that's the other thing that is concerning, too. Um, Because like I said, the brains are still developing really until you're 25 and sometimes even older, but usually most people, it's like their early 20s, their brains are still still learn, um, developing. And if you introduce this potentially toxic substance, that can cause a significant problem. What exactly is it could be harming the brain? Well, some of the things in particular is the mental health. That's what we worry about because it definitely can increase anxiety. Um, it can harm the parts of the brain that control attention and their mood as well as impulse control. So a lot of the complications we see are mental health complications. Um, 
And so that's one of the biggest things that we worry about. It's kind of counterintuitive because a lot of times our kids will say they are doing it because they're stressed and that's why they want to do it. But um, in reality, actually, some of the effects from the nicotine in particular can increase their anxiety um, just because of the way that the nicotine works on their brains. And so that can be a harmful thing. If they stop cigarette, I mean, if they stop the nicotine, um, they definitely can also have withdrawal symptoms. And that is something that is, is scary. Um, because they can get really irritable, restless, anxious, um, have trouble sleeping, um, have those cravings for the nicotine, difficulty concentrating, um, all of those things. You can have true withdrawal symptoms from it in our kids, <clears throat> which then creates the, a, a cycle where they have to go back and they have to get the nicotine um, to feed that. Um, so I saw some things about when they talk to teenagers and ask them about why they why they use vape. Um, and the most common reason is because kids say that they're feeling anxious, stressed, and depressed. Which is just, it's really sad that that's what they feel like they have to go to to help them deal with some of these emotions and some of the symptoms that they're having. So um, I think this kind of brings up a whole nother point that we can go into on another day. Um, but just the stress that our teenagers feel now that we may not have felt when we were growing up. And um, there are just so many different pressures and <clears throat> different circumstances that we never had to experience as we were teenagers that now our teenagers are having to deal with. And so we really need to find better ways and we need to talk about this, better ways for them to deal with it. And we need to talk about it with our teenagers, how they're feeling, um, so that hopefully we can prevent them from going to this potentially harmful way to manage those, those feelings that they're having. So nicotine is definitely a big concern with the vaping and potentially harmful. But there's some other things, too, um, that can happen. So those little, I mean, they heat up, and that's one of the um, the concerns is they've exploded. Um, there's several cases of those little things catching on fire, causing explosions, and that's another concern um, because a lot of times kids will keep them in their pocket or they'll keep them in their bag trying to hide them um, and that would be a terrible thing <laughs> for them to explode uh, while they're in a bag or their pocket because that is um, could cause other damages and then the other thing is some of the some of the components and those chemicals that I was talking about in particular um, propylene glycol is one of the ones that they talked about um, at higher temps it can form into propylene oxide which is a known carcinogen um, and then there's also some glycerol in there that can also decompose when it's heated to formaldehyde and acetaldehyde um, depending on how hot it gets um, but it can decompose into those which again we know are known carcinogens too um, so there's just lots of different things uh, that could be bad and potentially harmful about the vaping. Um, but like I said, nicotine, as a physician, that's probably one of the biggest things that we get concerned about. Um, we've got a caller, David. Good morning, David. What's going on? Uh, well, uh, my ears perked up. You, see, uh, you hit a raw nerve when you said that vaping and the vaping engine is not regulated by the FDA. And that just blew my mind. It's hard for me to believe that they let a consumer product be on the shelves without being a guarantee as far as strict manufacturing controls and the ingredients that are there to make sure it's not a, a, a 
uh, what you call it, strict. Uh, good, they're using good manufacturing practices and whatnot. Because I remember a few years back, they had a um, some nerve blocks injections that got contaminated with bacterial infection, mm-hmm. and they had a massive recall on that. And then um, seemed like our laws or stuff or or hadn't gotten the 21st century or the crooks are one step of, uh, ahead of the lawmakers and the general public because. I remember a few years back, you remember the potpourri that was synthetic marijuana and the bath salts that, mm-hmm. you know, it was legal to sell as long as they had the little, this not for human consumption. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, uh, it's scary that this stuff is out, out there like that, and we don't know what all's in it and don't and don't know. Uh, it could be a mom-and-pop, you know, shoestring operation that, that is completely filthy and whatnot, and you could be, you know, you could buy a product and have, like you said, uh, if the ingredient may be safe to use, but when you heat it up, it changed to a gaseous form, and then it may, it may be safe to use one way, but when you mix it before other chemicals and heat it up, it, you know it may change and something else become, you know, and then also the uh, parts per million. It may be safe to use parts per million, but when you vape it or whatnot, and it exceed the uh, the recommended safe limit. That's all I got to say. Yeah, well, thanks so much for calling. We appreciate it. Yeah, that's that's kind of goes for all supplements, um, and that's what there's no true regulation in those. So that's what you know is a is a huge concern, and that's not just for vaping. I mean, that's for lots of different supplements, um, um, especially when you come to those. All the different shops and stuff, not true marijuana, but the, like you said, the synthetic products out there and things like that. None of those are regulated, so you just don't know what you're getting, um, which can be very concerning. So we're talking today about vaping and cigarette smoking and the potential damages that it can do to our bodies. Um, If you have any questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. You can always send us an email to kids at mpbonline.org. Um, So we talked about uh, the dangers with the vaping and the liquid that's in the vape um, containing nicotine, which is potentially harmful um, for our young kids and teenagers because it has that addiction potential there. But then the other thing that's so concerning is the long-term effects it can have on their mental health uh, because it can increase their anxiety um, and their irritability uh, and mood problems that we know can affect that the nicotine can have an effect on. And then we talked about all the different components that are in that liquid that when they're heated could potentially break down to known carcinogens, which is concerning. Um, and then the last thing, well, one of the last things is um, that just the fact that when they are heated and they can explode, there's been several cases of them exploding and causing fires, uh, which can be definitely a concern. So one of the things that um, people will ask, too, is if I stop vaping, are all these things going to get better? Um, In particular, like the mental health issues and um, the nicotine withdrawal symptoms, will all of this get better if you quit? And the answer is yes, um, for the most part, um, we do know that it definitely can help. You're, you will eventually get over those withdrawal symptoms. It's going to take some time, um, but it will get better. Probably would be a little bit better in our younger kids and teenagers than it would be if you were an adult and you tried to quit um, because you've been using that nicotine for a while. But like I was saying, our kids, they're still creating new memories. Their brains are still forming. And so hopefully... 
their brains will be able to adapt a lot faster as opposed to an adult who's been using nicotine for a long time. Um, with regards to the mental health, I would think so. Um, we don't know for sure about all the long-term effects of vaping and particularly on its involvement in mental health. Um, but we think that if you can stop, a lot of those symptoms will get better. Um, our caller mentioned earlier about like the synthetic marijuana and some of the other things that, again, aren't regulated. Um, and patients <clears throat> did have some long-term effects with that. And I've, I've personally seen when all that was happening, um, several patients who had mental health changes um, with those that did persist for a while. Um, so that's just something to think about. But Everything points to the fact that it will get better with time if you are to stop it. Um, our first caller mentioned this and about asking about THC. So a lot of people do use the vapes to smoke marijuana um, and other drug products, but in particular marijuana and the THC. And I, I don't know if everybody remembers because this was kind of pre-COVID, pre-pandemic, and it's kind of hard to remember times before that. Um, but back in like 2019 in particular, there were lots of people going to the hospital with these lung injuries and nobody really knew what was happening. Um, and then we kind of pinpointed it to all these people have used vapes. And so they kind of like said, oh, well, it's probably related to the vaping. Um, but we couldn't figure out exactly what it was in particular related to the vape that was doing it. Um, but looking back now, majority of people that had those lung injuries were using THC in their vapes. So THC is the active um, ingredient in marijuana. Um, and so we do know there probably is some connection there. <clears throat> what that is, we don't really know for sure. Um, but there is some connection to that too. So um, just something to remember too um, with regards to that. So what can we do as parents, as grandparents? How can we talk to our kids about this? Um, because I think I saw somewhere um, back when all of, I think it was maybe 2018 data, um, but when vapes started becoming more and more popular, um, the industries were using, I think I saw $125 million um, on advertising for this. So... They're targeting, they're, you know, they know their target audience. These people that do the advertising for these companies are paid lots and lots and lots of money um, for a good reason because they know who they're supposed to target. They know how to get their products out there and who's going to buy their products. So one thing to do is just talk to your kids about it. Ask them what they're seeing. Ask them what they know about it. Um, I think you'd be surprised. A lot of times we don't give our kids enough credit for how much they know. Uh, we still think that they're... They're sheltered and um, that we can still protect them, and we can to a certain extent. Um, but kids are exposed to a lot of stuff that we don't know about and are a little bit out of our control. So I think the biggest thing is to just talk to your kids. And I've, I've stressed that on here many of times is having that open line of communication um, with your teenagers and just how helpful that can be in all aspects of their life. Um, but in this is a situation for sure. 
ask them who's doing it. Ask them if they have tried um, vaping. And most of the time, they're probably going to be a little hesitant to open up with you. But the more and more you talk about it, they're going to become more comfortable with being able to talk to you about that. And as a parent and a grandparent, you do have to go into it um, non-judgmental um, because if you jump on them for trying it, uh, then they're never going to feel like they can come to you and talk to you about it. So you you kind of have to be prepared as a parent um, to for your kid to say yes and how you're going to react to it when your child does tell you that they have tried it. And because, like I said, if you just start fussing at them for it, then they're not going to be as open to talking to you about this when in the future. So go into it as an adult, I mean, as the parent, with the preparation of, okay, what if she tells me she has used a vape before? Um, so that you can come up with a plan of what you're going to do and how you're going to talk to them about that. But the biggest thing is just just talking to them. Um, and then, like I said, they do use a lot of advertising, so trying to limit your kid's screen time. Uh, because that's how they target them. A lot of times it's through the screen time, um, through different commercials and advertisements and pictures, you know, as you're scrolling the internet that just pop up with advertisements. Um, So really trying to limit your kid's screen time can be another way to do that too. Um, We will go to Jean, who is in Jackson. Good morning, Jean. Hey, morning. How you doing? Good. What's going on? Well, I quit smoking 48 years ago. Congratulations. And, and, I, and I, I, I smoked camels and luckies, and I, I smoked them down to my fingers. My fingers were brown. I really, I was an addict. Now, this thing with this vaping and these kids, uh, I, I grew up in the 50s, and the way they coddle these kids today is disgraceful. Now, if I caught my kid vaping, I'd get a pack of cigarettes, and I'd put them in his room, and I'd sit there. And I'd make him light up about 10 cigarettes, and I'd get him so sick of cigarettes that he never took one again. I mean, that's my, that's, that's my opinion. But these kids are just getting coddled, and, and uh, it's, it's amazing to me, uh, the lack of uh, parental uh, discipline and guidance that's going on now. I mean, they, they, get, they get away with murder. They get these phones. They get the Internet. Just take it away from them. Instead of having to stay in their room and come out for supper and go to bed. That's been here for about two weeks. I mean, you got to put your foot down. I mean, you just can't go in there and talk to them and try to be nice to them. You just got to put your foot down, make them know how harmful it is, show them examples, and teach them not to do it. I mean, that's just that's my opinion. Uh, I mean, I agree. I agree. You definitely have to have those conversations with your kids, and they're not easy conversations to have. Um, and like I said, you've got to be prepared of what you're going to do if they tell you they have tried them um, because you've got to have a plan in place because, well, majority of the time, they're probably going to have tried it before. Um, so you got to know what you're going to do. So. When, when I grew up, I didn't get conversations. I got told what to do, and I had to do it. I mean, that's, that's, you know, that's all there is to it. Yeah, yeah. You're either going to make them do it or you're going to let them get away with murder, one or the other. So yeah. you're going to let them go along and talk to them nice and everything. That's not going to cut it, in my opinion. I, I grew up in a whole different uh, set of times and everything, but you try to talk to them. It ain't gonna, when they get back to school, they're going to go up to the men's room or ladies' room or wherever they can and look those things out. And you know, you got to make you, you got to impress how harmful it is. If I had quit smoking, I you know I'd probably be dead right now. Yeah, That's the best thing I ever did in my life. Well. So, and I think I you, people listening and these kids would take 
take my example and and just quit, period. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think you bring up a good point, Gene, and to remember that you're the parent, you're the grandparent, you're still the authority figure. Um, so that means a lot, and you have to make sure that you're consistent with what you say um, and do. So, but thank you for your call. And again, congratulations on quitting smoking. Um, and hopefully, people out there listening will hear you and be motivated too. Have, have a good day now. Thank you. You too. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely a tough thing, and I I particularly remember somebody I went to high school with that uh, had the punishment that Gene mentioned. Um, their dad caught them with cigarettes, and they made them smoke a whole pack. Oh, um, back to back to back to back. Oh. I, I don't think they made it all the way through the pack no, before I hope they not. started anyway. vomiting. <laughs> um, but so uh, yeah, I I do remember that happening at least once when <laughs> the, I was the nicotine out. input. Holy cow. Yeah. For a person who, who's not used to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were probably flipping out. Yeah, I do remember that happening, though. I not know, not to they, me. This was to a friend. Certainly, yeah. <laughs> I think one of the interesting things about uh, the vape pens is that, uh, for parents anyway, it's something that there's not going to be a whole lot of giveaway signs. Right. Especially not like cigarettes. Uh, it's odorless for the most part i mean mm-hmm. there are some that have flavors or whatever and, and you could pick up on that but but it's it's so small it doesn't stink it doesn't leave stink on you i don't think anyway not like cigarettes do for sure right and and so it's like if you're a parent and you maybe think something might be happening it's like it's going to be harder to find those telltale signs or those giveaway mm-hmm. signs that cigarettes would mm-hmm. it takes a little more proactive digging Right. I think. Yeah. Well, we were eating lunch the other day, and um, I looked over at the booth next to us, and I saw just this tiny puff of smoke. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's very faint. It's not much that comes right. out of the vape. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, what was that? And then I just kept trying to look over and see, and then I, I saw them actually bring it to their mouth and mm-hmm. and use it. Um, but it can be so subtle. Like, I mean, it was not much, you know, because used to – when restaurants, when you could smoke in restaurants and you had the smoking section and yeah. the non-smoking section, like there was no hiding it. I mean, you saw, right. you could see the smoke coming out mm-hmm. of the the smoking section and hear this kid. Well, I say kid, they were probably in their early twenties, um, was, <laughs> sm- you know, using their vape and taking these hits. And I mean, like it even like went right past me. I barely even saw it. Um, So, I mean, you can, it is so subtle. It's so different than a cigarette. Um, And that's what I think is so hard for a lot of us to process because they do think it's harmless, um, but really it's not. And especially if it has nicotine in it, it's such a high risk for that addiction and for them to transform into using uh, cigarettes too. So, yes, uh, the vaping is definitely a big problem. So making sure you're talking to your kids and start those conversations early. I know parents don't want to admit it, um, that their kid is going to be exposed to this, but they are. There's no way to avoid it. Um, It happens. It happens in middle school. And, you know, you're in sixth grade when you start middle school for the most part. So even your sixth grader is probably going to see people doing this. Um, So now it's never too early to start talking about that. Um, And like our caller said, you know, it's your responsibility to remember that you're the parent, you're the authority figure. Um, So you want to make sure that you're talking to them about this and all the different harmful, potential harmful side effects that it can have. Um, We're going to go next to Fletch, who's in Jackson. Good morning, Fletch. Good morning. I was just going to... Talk to Jay as he may know, but <laughs> the telltale signs of the um, 
of the vape use is yes, they can hide the pen. You know, it, it's not a flame. You don't have to keep up with a lighter. Yeah. Uh, matches. You don't have matches sitting around. You don't have cigarette butts sitting around. But it's usually going to be the cartridges, either little packets that look like, um, you know, like um, some of the gum, yeah. the individual uh, push-out packets, as well as the uh, canister thing itself. You just see these odd little, you know, thumbnail size, uh, maybe clear packets, uh, clear pieces that, that go in and out of the vapes. Um, that's your sign. So yeah. uh, it may it may look harmless, but if folks are trying to keep up or trying to look um, uh, in on their younger children, that is the science. That's yeah. your that's your modern day cigarette butt and matchstick. That's good stuff. That's that's good info. Good perspective. Yeah, thanks, Fletch. Because I know a lot of you know for parents, it's not like I mean you've got your parental instinct, of course, to act on. But I'm just saying it's not like he was saying, and like the point has been made in the show. It's it's not like if you're just sitting there holding a cigarette that's lit, it's just smoking and creating, you know, stink and smoke nonstop mm-hmm. while you're using it. Vape pen's not like that. It only only creates a little bit of smoke and not much smell at all. Certainly not that sticks to you for the most part from, from you know, my experience. Yeah. And yeah, I know parents used to, um, when your kid could come in, you would smell their hands. Because you could still smell the cigarettes on yeah. your hands, you know. You can't do that. Right. You can't do that kind of stuff anymore. And that's tempting because, I mean, I've, I've had a, a friend that had one of the THC pens before. And that's, I mean... The, the 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 feeling that marijuana gets you right, and mm-hmm. you're telling me that I've just got this little button I can carry around with me, that's you know soundless, stinkless, <laughs> and I could just hit this button and have that benefit. I hope, like that's that's hard. Yeah, it's hard to get away from, right? Yeah, for sure. Especially if you're like 14, 15, 16 years old. Mm-hmm. Well, I gotta be 15 and have that button? No, please don't. Yeah, <laughs> get away from that. <laughs> So true. So true. Well, real quick before we end, I just wanted to touch base about tobacco, too, um, because we don't see it as much because I feel like it's kind of been beat into our heads. And like I said, a lot of the kids have moved from true cigarettes to vaping. Um, So this, I guess, would be geared more towards our adults and potential people, um, potential older people who are still smoking um, because we do know, I mean, it's for the past, you know, 20 years, it's been beat in our heads about all the potential complications of smoking, um, the heart disease, the lung disease, uh, strokes, heart attacks, kidney problems, all the different things that cigarettes can do. Um, we know all of that. But what could it be doing um, to other people around you? And that's just one thing that I had seen um, that I wanted to read about, that tobacco tobacco smoke um, can be still be measured in high quantities, about 20 feet. Even if you're outdoors, um, you can still be affected by tobacco smoke up to 20 feet away. Um, and it costs, secondhand smoke causes about 3,000 deaths from lung cancer and tens of thousands of deaths from heart disease. And these are people that have never smoked before um, that have damage from secondhand smoke that can cause these potential medical problems and complications. Um, so cigarettes, if you're out there, parents, grandparents, it can affect other people. And you got to think about that as well. And we got a caller, so I'm going to go real quick to Dave in Philadelphia. Hey, Dave, what's going on? My name's Steve. Oh, but, sorry, but Steve. Look, sorry. <laughs> that's okay. But let me tell you, vaping is about 5% as harmful 
is tobacco smoke. The main harmful thing about tobacco smoke is the carbon monoxide and the tar, and you don't get either one of those in vaping. Let me tell you about my late mother-in-law. She was a smoker for years and was on three liters of oxygen a day. Once we got her to vape rather than smoke, it was just within a couple of months, she reduced her oxygen needs to two liters of oxygen a day. And she started actually having a life again. She had just decided she was just going to die and couldn't do anything about it. And she started having a life again. Vaping is nowhere near as dangerous as smoking tobacco. So uh, you're right, Steve. And I will say if you talk to adult lung doctors and pulmonologists, they're going to tell you the same thing, that no, vaping's not ideal, but it is definitely better than cigarette smoking. Um, I guess where I'm coming from as a pediatrician is how do we prevent them from even going down this path in the first place? And the younger you start smoking and using vape, then are you potentially going to lead into using cigarettes uh, because of that nicotine potential that's there? But you're definitely right. If you talk to adult doctors and people who have been smoking years and years, it's definitely going to be safer for them to use vaping. Um, And that definitely could be an option there. But if we're talking about teenagers, which is kind of where I'm trying to come from, we're trying to nip it in the bud and not even let them start that with all the complications that could happen for our teenagers. Does that make sense? It makes sense. And let me throw this out too. I um, vaped for years. And when I gave it up, I didn't even go through withdrawal, and I was using a very high nicotine vape. Well, that's good. That's good. I would say that's not the usual case out there, but I'm glad that did happen for you. Um, And I appreciate you calling and giving that other perspective because that is something out there that if you have been smoking for a long time, um, vaping is better than smoking cigarettes, um, but we're trying to prevent our teenagers from ever starting to use any products, um, if that makes sense. Um, But if you are a smoker out there and you are interested in quitting, I just wanted to throw this number out there for you. It's 1-800-QUIT-NOW. That is the National Quit Hotline. Um, They are very helpful. They can give you um, information and um, support. They can also help you provide the nicotine patches um, or anything else that you may be interested in using to help you quit smoking. So just wanted to throw that out there um, so that if that is something that you're interested in. And the last thing is um, if your child is exposed to too much nicotine, call the poison control. Um, They can definitely help you and they can tell you what you need to do because especially for our younger kids, it can be potentially harmful. This has been Southern Remedy Kids and Teens. Uh, Thanks, Jay, for producing our show today. And join us next Thursday at 11 for Southern Remedy Kids and Teens on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.